not me she is the love guru <laughs> i think the the future of global peace lies into the cross border marriages from amaya media this is karama sutra chronicles from communities we've grown up with i'm vinita bhardwaj and i'm chak desai 2020 is a lot of things. It's obviously going to be a year of many firsts, but also a year of a lot of milestones. It is for example the year that will be remembered as the 10th anniversary of Sania Mirza and Shoaib Malik's wedding. Time to look up now from the record to Shoania, let's say Kabul hai. And yes, the for the uninitiated, Sania Mirza is one of India's most successful tennis exports. A former world number 1 in doubles, she has won 6 Grand Slam titles in her career. but is also known for being outspoken and calling out the double standards of South Asian society. She returned to the professional circuit in January after more than 2 years away during which time she also became a mother. And Shoaib Malik her husband was a key Pakistani cricketer who debuted in 1999 and he also captained the national team from 2007 to 2009 before he retired in 2019. Now for those of you from India and Pakistan who might remember and for those of you who are not from either of those two countries and might not know Their matrimonial union made national headlines in both countries. And for once, the reactions on both sides were strikingly similar in their perspective. When the news broke, it was largely jingoistic coverage that played up the nation's rivalry against the backdrop of a cross-border love story. And when the wedding date neared, it focused on the frivolous details ranging from the venues, Lahore in Pakistan and Hyderabad in India in case you were wondering, to the dowry she received. being an indo-pak family or couple from a middle class is a completely different story rather than having a sania mirza right sania mirza shoaib malik. malik these elite couples are completely they're from different moons and planets the way i have traveled in india in roads and rickshaws and trains i bet no other so called elite cross border couples have ever done it or the way as a sham has actually traveled and met people in pakistan karachi And I don't think Shoaib, what's her name, Shoaib Malik, Shoaib Malik never did it in in India. That's Amna Khashke, a Dubai-based Pakistani journalist and documentary maker. On Christmas Day 2002, she married Ehtisham Shahid, also a journalist but from India. And much before the hyper-connected WhatsApp days of today, all the way back in 2000 when dial-up was still a thing, Microsoft's MSN Messenger was the de facto chat platform of its time. And it was over MSN that the couple connected. worked together fell in love proposed and accepted almost entirely over the internet there was a magazine called uh, south asia she was the assistant editor of that magazine and they she wanted someone from bombay to write a few business stories i volunteered and that is where uh, things started and um, uh, but then that was the easiest part we somewhere down the line we we decided to get married This is this of course she says is always the most boring way in which you describe it. You want me to the whole Bollywood story? Okay. Will you allow me to do that with all tan tan and as long music? as long as the mirch masala is in, is in control. <laughs> yeah, I was working for a, a local political South Asian magazine as an assistant editor. 
very young graduate from university. My editor asked me to find out lots of, you know, journalist reporters across uh, across the region because the plan was to start a very comprehensive grassroots reporting from South Asia. So there you there still there's a um, American uh, Journalist Association SAJA South Asian Journalist. So I sent a note over there, and Atishan was also part of it. So he responded. At that time, he was working for Indian Express. So he said, you know, I would love to contribute. And we're giving you a decent money, Atisham. $30 or $50 per piece. It was a lot of money in late 90s. Yeah, late 90s. So yeah, he was rich because of me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, so we, he wrote, and you know, the way he used to write all, even the silly email is such a heavy loaded Shakespearean language. I thought, koi, you know, Buddha uncle is about, you know, 70, 80 year old who using all the like, vocabulary dictionary in one, just three lines of email. And I'm a very bindas, a very careless person. So you'll, when I, even if I'm going to WhatsApp you, then you'll find lots of commas and spelling errors. And I don't care. I feel like a message has to be conveyed regardless of what. So my attitude towards language is completely different uh, uh, as compared to his. So he used to write very loaded kind of a thing. I used to Google words at that time. Achha, okay. Like, and you know, I used to learn a lot. I said, okay, you know, this, this uncle is perfectly suited for all kind of a writing I needed. So he started writing for us different. He used to do a lot of, economic story, right, or social yeah, stories, yeah. mainly about Bombay. You know, in Pakistan, we, we have a very narrow window about how to understand India. So his stories and other stories were very kind of an eye-opener for us. Right. So for most of us in Pakistan, Bombay means Bollywood. Ironically, we are so close to each other, both the countries, but we have very limited access to each other countries. So our perspective about each other is mainly depend on our films and dramas or whatever the stories that we read on newspapers and everything. And most of them are, they're very biased and very subjective stories. So Atisham used to write a lot. So, and during that time, you know, I was, I think, in 24 or 25, I think 23, 24, something. So at that time, you have too much activism. And I thought, let me start. At that time, digital, I think, yeah. online uh, media was completely, you know, coming up. So I thought, let's start a webzine about South Asia. So I found a very, you know, very nice name, peacemonger.com. And I thought, uncle to bracha ingrizi likta na. Let's make him an editor. So why don't you send me the CV? I'm going to write a profile about you for the end. He, when he sent me, I thought, arey yeah, he's just two years older than me. Ye to bade mazhi kya? On hindsight, I should change my date of birth to to evade yeah. evade the scenario. But anyway, we used to have a so-called official meeting slash dating, whatever you call it, like between eight to nine. We used to talk about what study has to go, like had to go on the website and everything. Uh, and he, he was actually my filter. I, I'm a very third gear kind of person, very unrealistic, uh, aggressive person, very, you know, adventurism writing, want to write everything about anything. So he used to be my filter. No, you, you have to be politically correct if you want to survive. It has to be sustainable, etc., etc. So we made, at that time, we ran that ma online magazine for two years. One and a half. Yeah. One and a half. In between, he proposed me. He didn't even realize what he has done. I was in mid 20s, so yeah, I'm getting a typical, uh, you know, family kind of oppression. You should, like, there were proposals, all kinds of uncles and jokers were coming at home and, like, you know, for the rishta and everything. And then he, when he proposed, I said, This is So I said, Yes, karte hain shadi. And until that time, we never met each other. It was all messenger. Like, we used to have a once a month conversation, right? Mm, you know? No, not too. Uh, and that yeah, even that was two or three minutes. The, close to the publishing cycle, we had exactly. to talk. Exactly. So, yeah. otherwise, otherwise, it was all, uh, uh, you know, typing and emails and all those things. It was easier from his side, you know, because it's, you know, there's nothing to lose. But when I told my mom, this is a kind of work you're doing at night or what kind of stuff, you know, she had a completely nightmare. And... Uh, 
it was not easy for me in short like it's a i belong to a very traditional conservative pathan family there are lots of issue but i said karni hai to seize karni hai manna nahi karni so like finally his father was very kind enough he wrote a very nice pampered a typical formal uh, letter to my father with his passport size photograph attached with a cv everything you know this is my son they decided so you know let we should you know respect their wishes and let let them get married he said so that thing literally you know flattered my father he said it's a good family that's why the you know, the whole fam so he said yes now indopak love stories tend to attract a lot of attention on both sides of the border because of the fraught history both countries share in august 1947 when after nearly 300 years in the indian subcontinent the british finally left hindu majority india and muslim majority pakistan were created one of the greatest migrations in human history began as millions of muslims made their way to west and east pakistan which is now bangladesh and millions of hindus and sikhs in the opposite direction many also never made it although 70 years have passed the rivalry has known to resurface militarily three wars have been fought politically lots of nationalist rhetoric on both sides on the cricket field 11 world cup meetings and of course when there's a cross border love story the question they're often asked being couldn't you find someone in your own country he had no <laughs> options over there in india i suppose so <laughs> yeah someone I mean, asked I, me i don't think bihar's that starved <laughs> i mean to be fair someone asked me that question ke aapko india mein koi nahi mila maine kaha us waqt nahi mila so that was yeah probably i hadn't met anyone interesting enough in india uh, and same go went for her so we were at the right place at the right time uh, in that ways and since we knew each other professionally uh, it was kind of easy for us to take that decision the moment we thought ah okay we can also get married so i i, I wouldn't call it an afterthought but it definitely came after we had a lot of professional engagement already as with most relationships falling in love is often the easy part but in the case of mixed nationality relationships the logistics of visiting each other's countries then gives the relationship a whole other dimension so like in us in our society the the groom has to come to get the bride not the bride will yeah, come that meant only four of us could go <laughs> just, yeah including myself so my me my sister and my parents no in i was the fifth one my uncle was there so four plus one so we went to five and yeah when we came back we were five and so my one. my brother like we never met each other my family never met these people so uh, we have his you know his passport size photograph uh, like in our kitty so i gave it to my younger brother and said please make sure you bring the same guy i don't want to marry to an alien so like, my my brother when they went to the uh, like airport he saw the photograph which check at the sham is it should be the same people <laughs> then i said like please check the photograph the passport copies as well it, they should be the right people because they were the only people who came all the way from dubai yeah, those, it was those a air uh, travel ban at that time right? yeah, yeah we traveled via dubai there were no direct flights even then so it's so. from delhi to dubai dubai to karachi till date he keeps teasing me you know i have to spend another one and a half black on on the tickets yeah visiting india for pakistanis and visiting pakistan for indians can be challenging to put it mildly the paperwork is plenty and there's always the discretion of the officers compounded by the unpredictable relationship between the nations 
Both nationalities can obtain a visitor's visa to meet relatives or friends for a period not exceeding six months, with a few restrictions. Almost every year, once every year is what we try to, yes, uh, mm. uh, to just... Hello, I mean, no. I've not been to Pakistan as many times <laughs> as she has been to India, of course, but then that is because my family is in India. Uh, I don't have a family, father. no? I don't have a family in Pakistan. Yeah, but then, he has a family in India, okay. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, so, uh, so, but then, yeah, once, twice a year, at least once a year, we try to go back to, yes. But is it easy for you to go, visa-wise? Luckily, yes, so far, um, I've got the multiple entry visa, so it's about two-year multiple entry visa, and yeah, it's, uh, I visit Bihar and uh, Delhi, that's to my mind. You've been to Jaipur, you've been to Bombay, you've been to Calcutta, you've been to a uh, few uh, more cities. No, no, hello, Banaras. Yes. Banara just because your cousin was getting married, so I had okay. to go over there and I had to live in that lousy hotel where the, yeah. when the bathroom was not working. Okay. <laughs> and we went to Jaipur, yeah, that was yes. the only treat you gave me in India. Yes. And always we are going to Delhi. Yes. And? And Calcutta. That's it. Calcutta again? Come on. Bombay. Bombay we had to Even last Come year, on. We, even last year we went so to Bombay. that was... Yeah, but then just I haven't traveled a lot of India as well. And when you're working here, you get a week, 10 days off, and then you have a, an old father sitting in your Bihar home, so he expects you to come home. Uh, and Delhi, you spend a few days meeting up with friends and family. I've worked there, so I have a lot of people. She's got a lot of, she's got more relatives in Delhi than I have. So my Biharis get outnumbered uh, that compared to Pathans from Khurja who live and work in Delhi. So we have to find time for all of them. So by the time you do that, you I have, have a complete about four. power show in Delhi. Yeah. So yeah, I keep harassing him. So yeah, that, that's kind of a, yeah, so it's, Delhi is home for me. We've talked a lot about Patans and Biharis. So in terms of idiosyncrasies, how would you describe Patans and how would you describe Biharis? Uh, Patans are very forthright, cute. And um, even the men, even the men, even the men. Oh, men are cuter than women, I guess. Is it Shah Rukh Khan a Pathan? He is a Pathan, yes. I mean, of a Pathan descent, yes, so definitely. Uh, so, but um, uh, they, they have a very, very, uh, what you call formed value system. And you've got to understand them in that context. So I have a lot of respect for people who who, who go by their value system, and then they are uh, they have their own. Uh, for instance, hospitality is something. So if they they'll they'll not not take no for an answer. So if you are booked for lunch and dinner, they'll make sure you come for breakfast. So that's how the Pathan hospitality works. Uh, so yeah, there are lots of great things about them. Yes, there are idiosyncrasies, but they are everywhere. So I I, I would rather focus on the on the positives now say some good things about Biharis <laughs> yeah okay they're very I think that their strength is their simplicity they're very rooted that's the best part so they're rooted they're very simple genuine people see for me it was a it was not just about marrying in uh, in, in India also marrying a very rural person I'm a very urban person so a person who has very strong roots from Gao and it's very, give me a completely different take about the whole, my perspective of my world. So yeah, so whatever I've seen um, India or Bihar through Etisham's reference or from his eyes, I found them, they're very rooted and they're very genuine people. Uh, the only thing I hate about them, they're very conjuice. They don't spend money. So <laughs> that's the only thing I keep complaining about. They it. don't spend money on useless things. Uh, so our wife is a useless thing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you know, that, that, that's a part of my script because in Pakistan, if you're a newlywed bride, you're expecting lots of gifts from, and I didn't got a single gift from in Bihar. Can you imagine? 
The Amna Ehtisham romance, or not romance, depending on which one of them you talk to, clearly has enough to work into a script. And that's what the two prolific writers did. More on that after the break. message from Aleph Collective, a caravan sarai for South Asia and the Muslim world. Aleph Collective and its storytelling initiative, Kissa Go, will be presenting a traveling festival that will mark its inaugural edition in Dubai in 2020. The festival will cover everything from art to ecology and tech to theater, along with film, food, music and literature. The team is reaching out to you, the community, to join them and become a part of the festival. You can show your support and see yourself represented by reaching out on Instagram at Aleph Collective Official and Kisago Official. That's Q-I-S-S-A-G-O Official. Welcome back. You're listening to Karama Sutra, chronicles from communities we've grown up with. I'm Chag Desai. And I'm Vanita Paradwaj. Before we return to the story, we have a small favour to ask. If you're enjoying the show, we would really appreciate it if you could please give us a rating and take a couple of minutes to post a review. It helps us a lot as more people discover the show, which ultimately drives our purpose to bring you more of these beautiful stories. And now, back to the episode. Today, we're looking at love through a slightly different lens, as we met Amna Khreshki and Ehtasham Shahid, an Indo-Pakistani couple who have been married for 17 years and live in Dubai. So, you know, that, that, that's a part of my script because in Pakistan, if you're a newlywed bride, you're expecting lots of gifts from... And, and I didn't got a single gift from in Bihar. Can you imagine? You know, what, a what happened? So, so she, she put that line in the play. Mia, Bivi or Vaga, scripted by the two, is the story of an Indian husband from a small town in Bihar and his Patan wife, who share their real-life experiences through letters. Vaga, the town on the border of India and Pakistan, is anthropomorphized as the third titular character in the play. Now, Mia Vivi or Vaga uh, came up uh, because of uh, our conversation with a, with a lot of common friends, hap, um, from Bengalis to Malayalis to Kanandigas, Gujaratis and Marathis. All of them used to gather, we used to recite a lot of pieces of poetry and literature that got, all, got us all interested. And then we decided, uh, in fact, we kind of figured out that this dying tradition of letter writing, which is what existed when we were, we were all kids, has suddenly disappeared because of the two decades of digital onslaught that has happened. And we, most of us are, are part of that onslaught. So we thought it's, it's, it's important that we revive this tradition of letter writing because it was a very unique uh, uh, emotional journey you go through if you are living in a hostel, writing to your parents, if you are writing to your beloved, and stuff like that. So, from there it started, and then we we realized that us being Indian and Pakistani is is a provides a very interesting background. So we thought Mia and from India and Bivi from Pakistan, and let's create a character called Vaga, which is the border dividing India and Pakistan. So we ended up doing this play, which was basically kept India and Pakistan in the background, but it was about it was all about how the uh, distinguishing letters from our lives have uh, what it kind of, kind of robbed us. Uh, from a means of communication that existed just a couple of generations ago. 
so and then one thing led to another we just got together a group of friends and we decided to perform and then we thought okay so we'll write the script someone else will perform but the we got a director who was fantastic and she said no 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 since it's the stories of your lives you guys should perform yourself my wife was very interested in becoming ashwarya of the stage but i was very reluctant to begin with because i wasn't sure why would anybody be interested in letters from our lives acting like that and trying to make a love story work i think would have been a challenge for actors i think that really did come across as a genuine relationship because it was them i don't think anybody could have played that's zainab ahmed a Dubai resident and a member of the audience when the play was at the junction in Dubai. So the background is that uh, I think Amna was uh, pitching some work to my husband at his workplace and that's how he sort of came to know of her and then they mentioned that they were going to be in a play. I sort of got roped into it because he had to do this for work so he had to go and I was like oh it's going to be another one of those India Pakistan stories where you know there are big enemies and a lot of Bollywood drama and I just loved the fact that it was such a nuanced sensitive love story you know it wasn't about just the politics of it it was real people I loved the idea of letter writing it was just a sweet story i mean i really did enjoy watching that quite a bit the important bit of the journey of that journey was uh, that if you read out letters uh, that that even belongs to your very personal domain and if you read out say half a dozen letters to a group of friends it's it's guaranteed that two to three of those letters will hit will strike a chord at some at the person listening to them because some of the core emotions remain the same we could make people laugh and we could make people cry and then we realized that there is this this idea of communicating through letters was such a, a unique form of communication that we have just allowed to drift away from our lives and we should bring it back so it was worth the exercise and this post box always reminds us and we've been doing a lot of workshops going to labor camps letting people write and express themselves and it's really really uh, enticing to see people Uh, express themselves uh, when this when they see the form of pen and paper return so we did three shows at uh, uh, the junctional sarkal avenue and then again we did another three four shows in october and then in uh, 2018 january we traveled to delhi for to perform at the india habitat center three shows there and then we traveled to karachi to perform at a festival called uh, national academy of performing arts uh, we did another three four shows there so it's been quite a journey we haven't been able to do as frequently as we would, as we would like to uh, for the simple reason that we are all working in different fields and getting up an 8 to 10 member team together to to stay away from work for about a week 10 days and prepare and rehearse and all that is not that easy so but then we we are probably trying to do as many of these shows as possible in going forward as well Dubai has unwittingly emerged as a safe haven for cross border couples there are no actual estimates for the number of Indo-Pakistani families in the emirate but it is where Sania Mirza and Shoaib Malik for example moved to soon after their wedding and also where Amna and Ehtisham have lived since 2003 their living room has two distinct photographs from both their childhoods their parents are seated in a similar manner each family has three children each parent has a child close to them with the middle ones closer to the mothers and in each photograph two out of the three children in the family are dressed in identical clothes one photograph is in black and white and the other is in color They could be families from the same country 
same city, same village. We actually have dedicated one of our letters in our theater. It's all about my grandmother's memory, my daddy's memory. Um, I was very close to my daddy, my grandmother. Uh, in a sense, you know, I was the only uh, like child who can actually, I used to, she was illiterate. She cannot, you know, she never, uh, she was not able to write letters and everything. She, I used to write letters on her behalf to her relatives back in India, in Khurja. And uh, she was extremely uh, obsessed with uh, her native town, Khurja. I think when they, my dad decided to migrate, being a patriarchal society, the women were not taken into consideration of a decision. She never wanted to come to Pakistan because all her friends, family, everybody were there. So my daddy was very unhappy and she used to have a hangover. She, you know, um, she always uh, assumed that one day everybody's going back to Khurja. And we used to have a car in Karachi, we used to say it's a palki, it's a motorwali palki, you know, that kind of a, she had a major hangover. And, and because I used to write letters on her behalf to her relatives back in India, so I have that kind of a connection. I knew family. For me, that kind of, those people were ghost relatives. So I was writing a letter to Savda, his, her nephew, her niece, Rashida, her brothers, and I used to know all the secrets of the family politics, what happening over there. Mm -hmm. uh, very nice memories and very, you know, bitter memories both. So I was, I used to write every week, almost 10 or 12 letters on my daddy's behalf to all her relatives, literally. I was, in that sense, I was connected to India virtually or philosophically, but not physically. So when I got married and I went to India for the first time and, uh, I've got a visa for Khurja as well. So we went to, uh, you know, to my ancestor place. And when I, so it's such, it was such an emotional moment for us because actually I was visiting all those lanes and houses that I used to talk about during my letters. You know, those characters of the letters have become a reality. I was able to see Savda, Rashida, her brother and everything. So, yeah, so that was my connection that, uh, I don't know, that was, I think, in the destiny. And um, four years back, isn't it? Four years back. I took my father at the age of 85 to India for the first time after partition. He never went back, you know, when he, but you know, and the way when he visited his hometown where he was born and raised up to the age of 17. And my father is a very strong, I don't want like very introvert with no emotions, a very, who really smile kind of a person. The way he used to cry after, you know, to see the, his father Haveli visiting his school, such an emotional thing and seeing my father at the age of 85 crying like a child looking at all the buildings and relating all the you know incident and everything it was and at that time you know I know my my father was never happy with my decision but at that day he said that Amna now I've realized why Allah has decided you to get married to an Indian Amna and Ehtisham quibble, as is expected of most married couples who've stayed together as long as they have. However, in that most contentious of issues, there seems to be relative harmony. The cricket match, we have a very simple formula. <laughs> if you lose, you cook. So, <laughs> yeah, so we... And so uh, she ends up keep cooking most of the time. <laughs> most recently, yeah. The, so but the good, the good thing is uh, she has zero interest in cricket and I watch cricket all the time. So it's, it's, I just ask him, do I have to cook it or you are going to cook it? He said, you have to cook it. Okay, fine. Let's go. So we yeah. have a very straight thing. Yeah. I win, you cook. But you know, one of our friends, he gave us a very great idea. He said like, oh, all the Indo-Pak matches, you guys should bet on it. 
end of the day the money is going to come in the house mm-hmm. whoever wins or whoever loses is a good idea so i guess this brings us to the giant elephant in the studio love it's a little hard to escape given that it is february we hear a story like amna and ehtisham's which in a way was online dating for its time and yet 17 years later here they are still in love and still together which is interesting given how the dating culture of the present day is so heavily reliant on the internet and yet people are finding it harder and harder to develop real meaningful connections so what's their take on love not me she's the love guru <laughs> <laughs> honestly i who i think the the future of global peace lies in the cross border marriages whether it's in indian pakistani indian chinese indian ethiopians pakistani chinese pakistani chinese <laughs> i think people has to come out uh, i feel sad when people marriage is a very spiritual relationship for me it's it has to be but the moment start people start you know making a very calculated decision i think you're completely coming out of the atheism of marriage and relationship so i i love those people who took who usually take the blind decision when it comes to marriages she was asking about love not marriage there are two different things ah bindas i didn't know how much he was earning he, you didn't know how much i was earning mm. you didn't know about and literally it was by all definition it was completely a blind arranged marriage in all that sense my upbringing my uh, like we are literally two different uh, value system see but when people talk about the indo-pak relation i honestly laugh over them because we are the direct stakeholders the future of both the uh, the country's relationship politically socially economically literally we are people like us are the direct stakeholders i think uh, but i feel i am we are the best ambassadors in both the countries as well i feel uh, the way i conduct myself in india is actually i my role as an ambassador of my country is, is much more stronger and influential as compared to any tankha lene wala diplomat and same goes to him like i remember the first time he visited in pakistan people were so curious to know like was so he said like we are as normal as any other indian so these we people like us basically we are the reality check in our respective societies this such an irony that though both the country are so close by we have no idea how we live but you know in indian pakistan the only difference i see on the roads is the language you know otherwise the whole mindset you know the i gave my first ever bribe of my life in bombay so like kitna 100 rupaye diya tha na 100 rupaye diye so yeah so these things you know uh, if, if that mindset is the same the mentality is the same it's so so i feel very connected it's uh, india is uh, for me delhi is like karachi this episode of karama sutra was hosted by me vinita bhardwaj and produced by me anchurag desai who also edits the show with support from abhishek venkat subramanian sukena kazmi and zena bujeni Special thanks of course to Amna Khishki and Ehtisham Shahid for sharing their story with us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. You can connect with us on Instagram at karama.sutra. That's K A R A M A . S U T R A and listen to all of our episodes for free in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Ngami or wherever you like to listen. Karama Sutra is part of the Amaya Media Podcast Network. You can find out more at amaya.media. We'll be back on the 8th of March. Until then, have a great month.